B United. I'm talking to myself, you know what I'm saying? Sit down, sit down, sit down. I'm trying to find a different route. You sit down, we gon' talk. You know, we talking. You can find some lights in this situation. Yeah, yeah. How you want a heart or something? You just listen, let me talk. Paint a picture, let me walk. To a place we gon' go off. Lonely, ain't no soft. And it's killing me soft. I've been holding these feelings back, time to get them up off. You know the line that we crossing, they come with caution. And every time you leave, I'm all hauling. Look at all the trouble I done started. We in the jungle, you're my Jane, and I'm your Tarzan. Yo, 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 peace, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We back at it again. It's the Alpha Talk. Brought to you by YGB United, specializing in marketing and financial services. Also, this episode is sponsored by New Mag Group Atlanta, specializing in brand development services. Let's get it. All right, you know what it is. It's the Come Peace King. You can follow me on IG. K-I-N-G-R-E-D-G-E underscore Y-G-B. And this is my lovely co-host. Your girl, Julia CEO. Follow me on Instagram at official underscore Julia, J-U-L-I-A, C-E-O. What you got for me today? All right, you know how I go. You got to kick in the dough. So our topic of the day is... It is. You, oh, you still you got a drum jet? Uh-huh. I was about to give you some drums, but I'm gonna ask you, you got the drum jet, you still ain't giving drums. I, I told you, you take take that up with management, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, so kick in the door. What do you think at what point is it okay to have sex with somebody that you're dating or that you're talking to? Ooh. Oh, man. I think it should be what you feel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can feel it on the first night. You can feel it never. So I have to ask this question because a lot of women want to know, do men actually take into consideration whether or not they have a woman, uh, have sex with a woman on the first date? Yes, we do consider. Yes. So what do you guys think of that? So I'm gonna tell you what women think after this. So I don't know what women think first. Really? Hey, like you ask. So, and I've had this discussion with multiple women, and even like my best friend and me and her talked about it. And we both feel like, okay, if we're both like grown, consenting adults, and we may have had a great evening together, and everything's just perfect. We may have had a few phone conversations, or even if it's our first time even hanging out, whatever, whatever. If one thing leads to another and, you know, we both consent to having, you know, sex, it shouldn't really be something that is put into consideration as far as whether or not this moves forward into something possibly deeper. It should simply just be like, oh, okay, like... We had sex. Yeah. And then keep going from there. Like, keep dating and talking and getting to know each other from there. And then seeing, like, okay, is this something that I want to actually actually have a relationship? Or, you know, this isn't going to work out for me, I don't think. Uh, okay. I dig it. Um, for the alpha male, I mean, we, can, we take it under consideration. Will it affect our judgment as far as whether we want to be with you or not, I don't think so. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, if you get the draws on the first night or the second night or the third night or two weeks, like, it's whether if you want to be with that woman, you know, if that's who you want to be with, that's who you want to be with. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing that we, as alpha men and our egos, what we go through is like, damn, if you did it with me, 
you know, who else you doing with this with? But why are you, you know thinking about I mean, you asked me a question. I know, but that's I'm just, just giving you the answer. We I know, just, that we just, that's it. You, you know, but I'm saying, what it. makes you think about? It's just other a natural people. alpha. Like, all right, you know, what I'm saying you got to watch it. You don't want to be. You feel me? You got to see what type of person that you're dealing with. You know what I'm saying? You don't. You don't want to be. You don't want to make the mistake where. All right, you treating this woman like you feel me like. She a boy, you putting on the plateau or whatnot. You feel what I'm saying? You feel what I'm saying? And you trying to take that in consideration and you know you loving on her. But at the same time, what she doing with you is her MO. You feel me? She do this with every nigga she be with. And she hop her. You know what I'm saying? You gotta take that under consideration. You just can't be out here just be thinking like, oh, I done got the draw, this is my girlfriend to hold it down, it's over. Like, nah, it don't work like that. You gotta you gotta, you gotta be like making sure, all right, who you dealing with is a person that you're going to be dealing with and you're going to be moving forward and making sure that what y'all experience is not a a consistent thing. Okay, if it happened one or two times with a few, all right, I, that's understandable. But if she doing this, whatever, you you go to her Instagram every every other week, she got a different nigga she fucking with. You feel me? Okay. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, you taking under consideration. I ain't basically worrying about who she fucking, but I'm I'm taking under consideration. All right, she gave me the draws. You feel me? First night or whatever. Blah, 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 blah. Like, all right, I hope this ain't her MO. Like, you feel me? I hope every nigga she meets, she ain't just splacking. And then before you know it, you done, you done got you a bust me down Tatiana when you put, you thinking you got you a good home, you feel me, stay at home woman. Like, that's all I'm saying. I ain't knocking yo, you feel me? None of that. You feel me? I'm just saying when an alpha male takes it under consideration, he he taking it where, like, if you gonna come in my entity, you know I'm finna give you all the things that come with this lifestyle. I can't give you this lifestyle that you really just trying to get what you can get and go. Right. Take from the buffalo and go. Nah, you feel <laughs> what I'm saying? <laughs> so... No, that's what I'm saying when it comes to situations like that. You just gotta be, you gotta know how to discern which person that you really want, what you, what she gonna bring to the table. Other than that, shit, let's get it smacking. Okay, I mean, I can definitely feel that. Um, I, I just think that you can't solely take it under consideration because you may not know, like, for instance, how long that woman has been without sex. So... Or yeah, but you, but 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 that's not what we expressing though. You trying to, you trying to, no, we ain't express. You ask me what's the question? Do you have, do you have a problem with it? Does it affect? I said yeah, just because you don't want to. But do you ever ask her the question? So how many? I mean, you, man. No, what JT? Whole problems ain't no problem. But at the same time, she gonna have characteristics of moving like a thought bucket or something. So what saying? are the characters? She gonna be going out every night. She gonna wanna be at every club, every every after party behind every backstage. She doing her dollars. She always on the. You feel me? You don't want that to be your trophy wife. She everywhere with it. You feel what I'm saying? Okay. She you feel me? This a game out here too. You gotta know how the game go. Some right. niggas is fool. You feel me? You wanna be fool? Or you wanna be fishing? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's like that. Like I ain't, not, I ain't saying like you know. I ain't no, like I ain't no anti. You feel me? I'm with the. I, I rock with the ladies. You feel what I'm saying? I'm, I'm with my black women. But at the same time, it's still a code that you gotta live by to having your organization the right way it's supposed to be. Being an alpha, just can't let no any woman come up into your shit. She gonna bring the same shit she bringing from the street into your shit. Right. So if you. Do dip and dab, you gotta be on your shit as a man to know, all right, I'm gonna fuck with her like this, or she bringing this to the table, so I know. But if she just coming over you, fucking you, ain't bringing nothing to your table, going back in the street, you ain't, you ain't gonna question that? <laughs> right. The fuck? Like, that's what I'm saying. You, I think you kind of took it in a situation where it was like, oh, it really shouldn't mean nothing because, you know, mm. you don't know how long. Yeah, it, it shouldn't mean nothing, but you talking about... As far as after that happened, dating that person. Yeah. Like, that should be your, what you call it. So just imagine if you, like, if it took time for you to date. Look how you already got the, the, the sense to look at all the other things without having sex. You already saying, all right, I ain't had sex with her, but she go to the club a lot. 
Right. You feel what I'm saying? Right. I ain't had sex with her, but she always on another nigga gram. Like, she always on a nigga, you feel me? I ain't had sex with her, but she seems like she's been in a lot of relationships. Like, you feel right. me? You aware of that shit already. Like, right. you feel what I'm saying? Like, you already looking for that. You feel what I'm saying? So it's the same shit. Gotta go apply. You right. feel me? So you just don't want to be caught with your pants on the ground. You know what I'm saying? And your dick out and looking crazy. So, you know, you got to be on your shit. That's what I'm saying. Does it affect? Yeah. You know Not saying giving yourself to a man is bad if you do that. That's your motherfucking business. If y'all want to get it, pop it, do some freaky shit, protect yourself and do it the right way. You know what I'm saying? That's cool. But at the same time, as far as dating, you just don't, you just, if it happened that fast, just don't be, don't not be caught, don't be, you know, don't be unconscious of what comes with that lifestyle that you're not prepared for. That's just like if you go to the club and every time you go to the club, you bring us home. Right, right, right. A woman gonna look at you and you gonna wanna date a nigga like that? I know. Exactly. <laughs> so that's what I'm trying to say. Like, okay, you might want to fuck a nigga like that. Like, oh, you know, the nigga's training. You feel me? You know, he going to get a dollar. You feel me? You want to get your rocks off one night, but you ain't finna be looking into dating food. Yeah. True. You feel me? Because you know what comes with his lifestyle. You're going to be like, shit, I'll let you get these drugs. I'm going to keep them moving. We grown. I had a good time. Yada, yada, yada. But you ain't trying to date food because you already know what comes with his life. The same thing apply to a woman. You ain't finna just be letting a woman come into your entity when you know she finna be out of the club with a girl having a good time. You don't need that stress out of the crib. Right. So that's what I say when I, you know, when shit happens fast, just be conscious and aware of what's going on. Okay. I think that that's some good sound advice to give to the, the fellas out there as far as how to move accordingly and, you know, ladies, that's, that's some good insight to understand, you know, kind of where they're at with it and if it is something that does cross their mind at the end of the day so all right all right i see reg dropping off them, them, yeah. them jewels them, yeah, them gems yeah, out here <laughs> all right so jumping into our topic for the day money talk bs walks money talk bullshit walk you want to say bs i should have got you some drunk and said bs, <laughs> yeah, BS money talk bullshit walk what he said. Um, <laughs> today we're going to be talking about um, business and entrepreneurship and how um, having the right partner or dating the right person could either increase your business or decrease your business. Mm. So let's get into it. What made you when did, at what age did you realize you were interested in the act of doing business? I was like, uh, middle school. Middle school? What did you see in middle school? I just started, that's when I, I started selling candy. First I was selling pins and then I started selling candy. I told my pops to take me to uh, Sam's Club. We had a membership at Sam's Club and I would buy all the candy at, you feel me, the big pack. Busting down, 50 cent a dollar, you know what I'm saying, to make mm -hmm. my money. <clears throat> and that's when I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. That was my first business. And I remember, you know, I didn't have it all. We had a little bit, but I ain't never had, you know what I'm saying, everything that I wanted. I had the necessity, you feel me? Mm -hmm. So when I got to high school, I started knowing, I was, you know, I'm getting to the age where I wanted the nice shoes and other things, you know what I'm saying? I ain't really was in the point where asking my my stepmom or something like that, you know, for stuff like that. And then, you know, they helped me with football and making sure I was, you know what I'm saying, make sure you got clothes and updated clothes or whatnot, you know. But I, I want to change now. You know, I wanted <laughs> some new shoes. I wanted, you feel me, I wanted what I wanted. Yeah. I started hustling. Candy. Mm -hmm. And that was my thing. And I remember when I, I bought my first pair, and bought my first chain, bought me some, some kicks, some Nikes, and you feel me, a nice fit to go get it. So, you know. That's when I knew I wanted to be an entrepreneur. What about you? Um, I mean, I, I never had that uh that hustler's mentality as a kid as far as, you know, slinging candy. Um I think my entrepreneurship didn't really like kinda kick in till mm, like seventeen, eighteen. Um 
So like I graduated high school at 17 and um, during high school I, had, I was required to like actually work in the workforce. So like two days out of the week I wasn't even at school, I was at a job or internship. So I got to intern for like architect firms, radio stations, science centers, like all types of stuff. And um, it was from me being at the radio station and I've always like loved music and entertainment. And um, I worked in the marketing part department at the radio station. So there would be um, a lot of artists that would, you know, come up to me from like seeing me at like uh, some of our like uh, promotional events, want to be promoted and stuff like that. And I just started getting interested in like actually helping them. So like my first business out of high school was, um, was a artist development and music management so and it was like probably one of the scariest businesses <laughs> because I was so young but I've I've never looked my age so and I never talked my age either so I'm on the phone you know booking shows and I'm booking shows to venues I can't even get into legally <laughs> Um, and everybody's taking me serious because of how I carried myself and everything that I was talking. Um, so it's like, you know, at 18, I got college students that are like graduated from the Art Institute interning for me, like, and they didn't even know how old I was. Like, so it was just a matter of, you know, just kind of taking what I was seeing around me and even like my, my family, my, my mom, she was a caterer, my brother, he owned. A, um, a custom apparel shop so I got to see a lot of that from like helping him and shit and my stepdad was a, a, a pit bull breeder so it was always taught to me to you gotta work but you don't necessarily want to work for anybody else so like even my stepdad he would like pay me a hundred dollars every day to pick up the dog poop and train the dogs and I was like okay responsibilities so, <laughs> um so for me like working was never an issue like I was never one of those kids that like no I don't want to work my mom said like at like four years old my brother was like in the kitchen washing dishes and I like pushed the chair up next to him and got up on the chair and started washing the dishes next to him and shit <laughs> So, um, so yeah, so that's pretty much where like my entrepreneurial spark, I guess, started. So, question. Being mm -hmm. an alpha woman, you know, you know, understand business at a young age, okay? Mm -hmm. You know, understanding this bullshit walks, money talks, money talks, bullshit walks. When do you think it's enough? money like when do you feel like a man has enough money for you like what's enough money for you fifty thousand seventy five thousand a hundred hundred thousand two hundred thousand like what's 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 a high what's your highest i don't really care about the lows i know you know you don't know nobody want no broke nigga. <laughs> <laughs> um as far as like what's enough money to do what per se Whatever. So like, what's enough money to be like satisfied like baby like i don't care about the money like, you know? oh i mean for me it's different because i really don't care about the money everybody cares about the money hear me out so i care about the money as far as you utilizing it to sustain my life and the things that I need to move around and to also be able to help my family. That's it. Other than that, I don't really care about the money. And, um, but that's because like for me, I was always taught not to value money. And also my relationship with money actually kind of started off bad in the first place. So like for me, like I was telling you, um, my stepdad used to pay me a hundred dollars a day to clean up the dogs and train them and stuff. So from the time I was like eight all the way to like 11 years old, I'm getting paid $100 every day. 
and it got to the point where um, I remember being like fourth or fifth grade. It was like fourth grade or like the end of fourth grade, beginning of fifth grade, whatever. And there was a lady that came from Washington Mutual and she was helping kids set up savings accounts or whatever. And so me, I had nothing to spend my money on. I'm like a kid. So the most I'm probably gonna spend is like 20 bucks out of it. And um, I remember on the days that, you know, she would come because I'd ask my mom, oh, can I open an account? And she was like, yeah, sure. On the days that she would come up to the school to collect the money and make a bank deposit for the kids, all the other students, which were white and Asian, they all had their parents with them. Me and like two other black kids, we didn't have our parents with us. So by the time I get up to her to hand her my money that I collected for the week, she's like, oh, do you want a receipt? And I'm like, what's that? I don't know what a receipt is. So she didn't take the time to explain it to me or tell me that I needed it, nor did any of the other parents who were in the line take the time to explain that to any of the black kids that were there without parents. So sixth grade comes, I asked my mom, like, I want a video game, can you buy it? She's like, hell no, you got money. <laughs> you better go to your bank and withdraw some money. I've never withdrew any money from this account. I was always paying into it. So one day I go to Washington Mutual, walk in the bank. I'm excited because I'm like, ooh, I wonder how much money I have in that account. I know it should be a whole lot of money in that account. So I go in there, I ask to make a withdrawal. And I'm like, yeah, can you tell me how much money I have? And mind you, I'm like, sixth grade, I was 11 years old. So I'm like, yeah, like I like to make a withdrawal, da, da, da. And I'm like, okay, how much do you want to withdraw? And the game was like 80 bucks. So I was like, oh, I need like $80. And they're like, yeah, you only have $34.95 in your account. Damn, the lady was robbing you. Lady was robbing me. Damn. So you can imagine an 11 year old, you're crushed. And so I remember just kind of like standing there like, I have frozen because I'm just like, what? Like, and as a kid, you don't know how to like advocate for yourself against no damn bank teller and ask, like, you're not saying, where's your manager? I need to speak. And so I'm like, no, there should be lots of money. Like, I don't know how much money there should be in there, but it should be like over $10,000 in this account. What? Yes. Yeah. So she's like, well, um, do you do you have uh, um, any of your receipts? And I'm like, no. And she's like, unfortunately, she said if you would have had receipts and you would have kept them, that would have been your log. So we could, you know, go to our fraud department or whoever and advocate and say, you know, this is the exact money that should be in this account. But since you don't have that, there's nothing we can do. Mm. So. At that age, like my perception of money and like what these institutions will do to take your money was that was that was it for me. So I've never really truly like held this this whole money to my heart or anything like that. So in, a, in regards of how much money is enough as far as like dating a man, I mean, it's not even about it being enough. It's just about a. It's about for me. Like, are you comfortable? Is it enough for you? Are you happy? Are you having to do things for money that you can't sleep at night? Are you having to put yourself in compromising situations to where, again, you're not sure what's going to be the next outcome for you? Like, if that's the case, then you shouldn't be doing whatever it is that you're doing for money. You need to look into something else. And that's how I've always perceived it. Like, you shouldn't have to do real crazy things or put yourself in real fucked up situations just for, just to maintain something that's not even yours. Like, think about it. Like, houses, cars, none of this shit's ours. Like, if you gotta buy a house, yeah, you bought it. But if you get behind on your property taxes, they snatching that shit from you. <laughs> Same with your car. You can go buy a new car, and if you don't do X, Y, Z, it gets taken from you. If you don't update your tabs, it gets impounded, and you can't get it out. Like you're doing all these things to to make money just to maintain. So it's like 
it's it's never gonna be enough <laughs> if you think about it it's always just you're always just gonna keep running and running and running and for me like i just want enough money to where i can just maintain my life like i don't need to be the richest don't i'm not gonna be the poorest <laughs> we're not gonna do but at the same instance like you know sometimes less is more at the end of the day, I want to be able to sleep at night. I want to be able to know, like, okay, my things are paid. I got X amount in a savings account. So, I mean, shit, it's good. If I have an emergency tomorrow, I know I can take care of it and not have to, you know, borrow from Tom, Dick, and Harry just to sustain myself. Mm. I think that's, that's what's us utmost important is, you know, just maintaining so it's also about not necessarily how much money you have but how mm. much money are you cash flowing mm. on a monthly basis on a reoccurring basis okay, okay yeah like on a reoccurring basis such as if i know i have five bills that i have to be responsible for every month i'm going to figure out ways to have an income for each and every one of those bills so that way it's like Again, the problem with making enough money is you never feel satisfied because a lot of times you're dependent on one or maybe two ways of getting it. But if you have multiple ways of getting it, then it's like, all right, cool. Even if you don't, you may have a bad month with one of your hustles. So you definitely need those other hustles to pick up where you're left short at at the end of the day. So it's not even about, like I said, how much what is enough money what is enough money for you to where you're not having to lose sleep at night where you're not running yourself into the ground grinding i didn't did that i've been homeless before with three fucking jobs and was running myself ragged ragged and i was just like yo this isn't no <laughs> this is no way to live um this shit ain't even cool <laughs> And that shit stresses you out. That shit will kill you. I don't want to die early just because I'm stressed about how to pay these whack-ass bills that's going to be here before and after me and continue on and on and on and on and on. <laughs> so my question to you is, when you're dating or, you know, considering jumping into a relationship with somebody, how important is their financial situation to you? You want a woman that can be able to utilize the same things you utilize. You know what I'm saying? You you don't want a woman that that don't understand how to pay bills or you know what I'm saying or how to you know get things done at a timely manner or whatnot. And you know that comes with just having your finances together and knowing how to budget and doing different things. So it's very important, you know, to at least the woman can have herself in place where she can take care of herself without me you know what i'm saying so you know it ain't really about how much money that you have but you gotta be at least stable you know what i'm saying i'm not just taking care of myself i'm running the business i'm running the brand i got a family you know to look out there and support and be present for it. so it's like you know you can't be a burden you know what i'm saying so it's really not about the dollar amount. If you have more money to help, and that'll help the situation, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, being an alpha man, like, I ain't looking for a woman to be balling out of control, but I ain't looking for you to be broken in a joke either. Right. You know what I'm saying? Because then we ain't be doing more than just dating. You know right. what I'm saying? Rehabilitate. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, you know, just be able to duplicate what I got. You know what right. I'm saying? And so, just so, you know, just so we have some understanding. Because if you date somebody who never paid rent before or never been on their own before, they won't understand the things you would have to go through. You know what I'm saying? Because you never had those responsibilities. So that's the only thing I, you know, when it says finances that I really look for is just making sure that, you know, you know how to take care of yourself. You know how to run a household. You know, you know how to, you know, be on point. You know, so for me, it's more like that, you know, just stability. Okay. 
All right, so how would you describe your relationship with money at a young age? My relationship with money? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I just look at it as like money. You know, I was more or less, at me, I was more thinking about getting the big dollars. Like, I was looking like, I'm trying to get to the NFL at a young age. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I'm thinking, like, money for me is... And being able to feed your whole family and, you know what I'm saying, like starting businesses and, you know what I'm saying? So, my relationship with money wasn't more like, I didn't know the immediate value of money. Mm-hmm. Credit, learning how to budget, learning how to write a check and, you know, knowing what to do with the money properly, saving it and, you know, making your money make money. I just knew shit, get a lot of money in Shit, you got a lot of money. You can do what you need to do with it. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, my mature, my mature days in life is when I started to understand the value of money. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I don't think I really had a good relationship with money. I just knew shit, keep money in your pocket. Buy the shit that you need to buy with it. And that was it, you know? And the big money gonna come when we get to the league. You know, so that was, what about you? Um, well, I mean, like I said, I've never really put a true value on money. Um, more so just because I think I was so used to just seeing, like, lots of it just in my house. So even, like, when, like, a lot of my friends would, like, talk about money, like, I just never, I'd always sit those conversations out because I didn't really have much to say. (laughs) Um... So for me, like, it's something that I know that I need as a tool. Um, but if it were up to me, shit, we'd all just be bartering services. <laughs> um, because I feel like people put more of a value on that little piece of paper versus on their actual selves, you know? So it's like, I've seen people, you know, do everything and even sell their own family for some fucking money. And it's just like, man, it's, it's not that deep. <laughs> it's just not like, you know, so I just feel like, you know, it'd be cool if it could go back to the whole bartering system again, but I know that's not gonna happen. Impossible. Yeah. <laughs> this world is based off money. Right. Currency. Right. You know, so, I feel a little indifferent to how you feel. You know, I don't really care about money. No. <laughs> being an alpha, being a man, like, you can't never have enough money. You can never not have enough money. You know what I'm saying? But a lot of money is good. Yeah. Now, what turns, you know, that money bad is what you tend to do with it. The substance. And that's what I feel like maybe you need to put that in cahoots of what? Of, of more understanding. Because it's like, all right, yeah, money's not valued. Yeah, it, no, it's really valuable. It's just the most valuable thing in this world other than the human species. Right. But at the same time, we have to be able to understand, is that going to bring you happiness? No. Right. No, it's absolutely not the mainstream way to have happiness. Can it create situations to keep you happy? Yes, but it's yes. not going to entirely make you happy. So I understand when you talk about like, yo, you know, does it, you know, you don't need money to make you happy, but shit, if you're in a relationship and that nigga ain't got no money and he can't provide, where you gonna love him at? Where y'all gonna, where you gonna love him at? If he ain't got no money to fix the bed, where you, you gonna love him? You ain't gonna love him the same on the floor. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I feel, I, I really understand, but you know, this show is Alpha Talk, so you gotta understand, like, you dealing with the alpha men, my people's as listen, these is bosses, these is outfits. So it's like, no, we gotta have value on money because when the money goes, she gonna go. Not necessarily saying that she a gold digger or nothing like that, but you know, being an alpha, money is a a, 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 a means to stability. Right. You know what I'm saying? Very ain't true. nothing more attractive to a woman than stability. stability. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Very true. So, and you know, and that's a building on all realms, but you know, money talk bullshit walking. You gotta at least be about your paper, you know what I'm saying? Or trying to get to a, a, a place. To but what difference does it make? 
if you it's one thing to get your paper but can you retain your paper so just because you generate a lot of money doesn't mean that your shit is stable Okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, so yeah. that's why I say, like, for women, we're not just looking at how much money he makes. It's okay. All right. I'm seeing every weekend he's popping bottles. He's getting sections at the club. Or I'm seeing that he has every latest Jordan, but he doesn't even have a life insurance policy. Yeah. Like, or I see you got every gadget, iPhone, fucking Apple Watch, and all these computers, but you know, you're not even taking care of the necessities, or you're you're lacking on certain things that could really move you into a position. Right. It's one thing if you're making you know, 20, 30, 50, 100 thousand dollars in a year, and you ain't doing shit but fucking it up. Right. If I've actually had a situation where I actually met a guy and um, I met him like back when I was like uh, cleaning uh, houses as like a side hustle and uh, me and him were talking and he was like expressing me like yeah I'm trying to get my credit and stuff right and I have a situation with the IRS so I was like oh you know I'll help you with that or whatever and um, so he paid me to help him with like his tax situation and his credit stuff but in the midst of that, he decided that he wanted to pursue me or whatever and was interested in dating me. So he's taking me out to all these restaurants and just like, oh, here, um, here's some edible arrangements or boom, did you check your cash app? I just sent you something like all these different things. Months down the line, he's like, well, such and such and such, you know, um, I've blown through my whole savings why all in the midst of pursuing something like what why would you do that then i'm like well what's going on with your tax stuff and your credit stuff oh well i haven't taken care of that stuff why if i've done the legwork for you and all you had to do was just you know just make your monthly payments or do whatever plan that we set in place how are you back at square one so that's what i said it's it's different if a man is making money and putting things in the right places to make sure he has stability. But if your shit's not stable with you in it, it definitely ain't gonna be stable with me. And then even if I help you. And so that that's my perspective on men with money and stability. You gotta be the captain of your shit for real, for real, if you think I'm gonna be in it. <laughs> Understood, overstood. <laughs> okay. I definitely do. Let us know. You gotta have it together, bro. Yeah. Mm. Have it together, or even if you don't have it all the way together, at least have a plan. Plan is very good. Yeah. A budget is very good. Yeah. Like, at least, like, no, like, yeah, I'm here right now, but this ain't where I'm gonna be six months, three months, 90 days from now. A lot can happen in 90 days. Absolutely right. Okay. So, the right way. Yeah. So it's just like, I I could go for a nigga that is broke and has a plan because shit, if he has the hustle and determination, he's not going to stay broke for long. <laughs> Versus a nigga with money that doesn't have a plan, he's going to always be broke. So you think, you know, having a plan will keep you above water is what you say to our fellow entrepreneurs. Yeah, definitely. Having a plan, even if your plan isn't all the way figured out, like, I live by this quote, like, my plan B is how I'm going to make plan A work. Your plan A as an entrepreneur is how am I going to generate an income for myself that is not no damn nine to five. Right. So at the end of the day, you have to wake up with the mindset of, okay, I have to get out here and make some money. And what I don't kill, I don't eat. So if you don't have that mindset, you may need to do some soul searching or whatever the fuck you need to do to get that, that dog in you alive. Because 
Otherwise, it's going to be, you're going to go through hardships and get crushed every time. Every time. I don't even know how many times I've been crushed. And I was like, all right, cool. So we took this L. So now how we, what are we going to do to come back from this loss? <laughs> and it's just like, it doesn't have to be, you know, you waking up and making, you know, a whole bunch of money every day. But it's like some money is better than no money. Or even, let's say, you may have a whole three days, four days out of the week where you don't make no money, but you got one good day where you made $200. Mm. That's that's an achievement. Bro. I feel like as entrepreneurs, we don't clap enough for ourselves, even on like the smallest shit. Fact. It be like that sometimes. But you gotta keep pushing. Yeah, but you ain't appreciating yourself if you don't clap for the little ones. Yeah. The little ones is what adds up to the big one. The big one ain't shit without the little ones. Facts. So that's like you if you like, oh, I got a goal of, you know, saving $10,000 to buy a house. If you're not making at least five, ten, fifty dollars $50 a day towards that $10,000, you ain't gonna never get that $10,000. This is just gonna be a wish. Like you waiting on some a leprechaun to drop a, a fucking bag of money on your doorstep. Okay, so having so many years of being an entrepreneur and just working and understanding the game, what are some advice that you do you have for like your alpha entrepreneur women or a woman that's trying to get, you know, to do business for herself and, you know, trying to break away from a nine to five? Oh. Um my advice is a bit unconventional because most people will be like, yeah, don't quit your nine to five. It's okay to still have a nine to five and do your business. For me, I'm one of those people where I, I either have to be all in or not at all. So when I did try, cause I've had a total of I think six different businesses, may have been more, I'm not sure. Um, and all of those other businesses that I've had were while I was working in corporate America or some other type of job. So in the midst of that, I would always reach kind of this certain plateau within my business because again, I only had X amount of hours to dedicate to it every day. And then on the weekends, it's like you got to try and dedicate time to your business, but also still try and have a life because you've been at this miserable ass job all week dealing with these crazy folks. So for me, it was like I put myself in a position to get let go from my corporate job because I was like, shit, I don't want this fucking job no more. And I was just like, and I'm finally, I know that I'm one of those people where if I got to do five, six, eight different side hustles, I can do it. I don't have any kids. I'm like, I'm not obligated to be at home or anything for, for anybody um, on a daily basis. So I can do, I can grind if I really need to. Mm. And um, I got let go from my job. Like they was expecting me to like, be upset and everything else because it was a task they asked me to do and I just wouldn't do it. I went to LA instead and came back and it was like, yo, we need to talk to you. By the way, we're going to terminate your employment. I was like, great. Anything else I need? Mm-hmm. And uh, for me, at first it was a bit scary because I was like, oh, okay, you want your own own. <laughs> But at the same instance, it made me see like, okay, nope, you're going to have to get out here and you need to replace. If you was making X amount of money at your job, you need to utilize all the skills and experience that you have to make X amount of money in a month. At minimum. It doesn't matter if you get it week by week, day by day. You just need to amount to that same amount of money that you're missing right now. And then from there, you can just keep doubling and figuring out ways to do it quicker and shorter. And who are the people you need to get to to make, you know, the money that you need to make. So it's just like, for me, I'd say the top things to be considerate of or to think about is, you know, what are your top skills that you can utilize to make money? And also who's in your network? 
who's in your network that knows somebody in their network that will pay you. Even if you don't have all the answers, I'm one of those people, if I don't have an answer, I'm gonna figure it out. I'm gonna go ask somebody or I'm gonna go Google University that joint until I can be able to talk that talk. <laughs> yeah, Google, be self-taught. Self-taught is way better than just having, you know, these textbook explanations and no real experience. You'll remember the lessons longer. <laughs> what about you? What would you say is like some key, key advice for those alpha males out there in these doggy dog entrepreneur streets? Um... Handle your paperwork first, you know. Protect yourself, protect your body of work, protect your art, and do something that it'll be hard to copy. Right. You know, be unique about your creative ideas and do something that you're passionate about. Just don't do it for the money, because it'll feel better once the money comes. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, be disciplined. You know, I haven't worked a corporate career job in two years. I've been strictly uh, 1099 for like the last two going on three years. And I, you know, I dabbled in, you know, if I got to pick up a side hustle or something part-time here and there, you know, I do that. But I haven't worked a full-time job for a corporation in two years. So just knowing how to, you know, uh, budget, knowing how to set up your own timesheet to stay on point like you work in a regular job and knowing how to be a professional without being in that professional atmosphere. Like a lot of people, right. some people like to work at home and some people don't because they get too comfortable. But you have to also be in this particular side of business as an entrepreneur. You have to create that environment where you can work in a comfortable environment or you know have a good balance so you yeah. know just you know just study what you what you want to do grow build and grow and, um, yeah i think the the hard part is you know then after that is just building a team and growing that team you know and that's a hard part i think that's a that's the big part because you know what we talked about like egos and you know everybody trying to you know make it to the top and you know where I come from, they call it crabs in a bucket in Miami. Like you get a lot of crabs in a bucket, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, just building the right team that everybody got, you know, the right mindset and everybody got the same, you know, game plan and, you know, accomplish that. So those are my tips for the entrepreneurs, you know, the money talking bullshit. I really be about your paper and, you know, believe in your plan, believe in your business. And then once you do that, monetize everything. Start to break down the things that you're passionate about, like me. You know, um, the music. At first it was a passion, at first it was therapeutic, and then it got to a point where like, all right, it's good enough till we can start monetizing it now, I'm making money off of it. And now my, my passion is going to become lucrative for me. And you know, I'm finding ways to, and it's helping me even with my brand. You know, people listen to my music and now people are, you know, you know, interested of, you know, other things and events that I may be doing from a, a, a brand point, perspective or point of view. So, you know, just be passionate about what you're doing. Um, be disciplined about what you're doing. Build the right team. Take it serious. Even if nobody else is taking it serious, take yes. it serious. Because that's your legacy. That's piece of that's a piece of who you are. You know what I'm saying? So any entrepreneurs, man, you know, let the bullshit walk and really stay about your vision. You know, it's gonna be hard in the beginning. You're gonna get laughed at, you're gonna get kicked on, you're gonna get pissed on and shitted on and you know, the unbelievers and the doubters. But I'm telling you, after year five. Yes. And they start seeing that check or whatever your company name is, trust me, they're gonna start thinking different. You know, and yes. hopefully your ego will let you handle that with class. You know, so yes, definitely. I think uh what you said was key right there. You know, in five years I feel like um 
a lot of entrepreneurs, they're expecting their businesses to just pop year one, year two. And I've actually had some businesses that did pop overnight. And literally in a 24 hour period, it popped. And I've also had some businesses where, again, it was a struggle and I had to see, I had to either let it live or kill it. And it's okay to kill, you know, a certain part of your business and say, you know what, I need to move in a whole nother direction or do something else. But you also can't be all over the place with it either. And definitely, like you said, just have to take yourself seriously and um, give yourself time to build. Nothing was built, nothing that's stable was built overnight or quickly. It took time, it took the right place. Ancient Kimmy wasn't built in a day. <laughs> I ain't gonna say wrong. I don't know about the wrong, I don't know about the wrong, the ancient Kimmy. Ancient Kimmy wasn't built in a day. Exactly. So it's just like, you know, give yourself that time and focus on falling in love with the process of building. And not so much in the, okay, what was going to be the winnings of it. Focus more so on the process. You love the process. Anything that comes from it, anything that doesn't come from it, you're still going to be satisfied. Because you know that you've been giving it everything that you got to make it work. So, that's all we have for today's post. Still in my drum so I can kick in my shit. You know? <laughs> Yeah, I think y'all gonna have to vote on, you know, whether that's your fresh kid is drums or not. <laughs> Alright everybody, but we appreciate y'all checking us out. You know what it is. The Alpha Talk. Thanks for tuning in. We got more coming for y'all. Yes. Next we'll be here. Oh shit. Don't you know? Let me go ahead. Alright, y'all holla at me. Peace, peace, peace. You know